0: Impact 89 FM's own NFL podcast. Hosted by Michael Marcosh, this is the pylon. Welcome back into the pylon, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Marcotch. This is Impact 89FM's own NFL podcast. I'm joined alongside my co-host, Jay DeCoster, and our special guest this week. You guys know him. He was on the show a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, I should say. Jack Latterman, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Excited to talk some football. Big weekend ahead.
0: Yeah, uh, Manit Patel should be joining us shortly. He's running a little bit late, but we're going to get started here. Uh, it was a wild, wild card weekend, no pun intended. We quite literally saw it all. Every single game had kind of something different to offer. Uh, we saw blowouts. We saw comebacks. We saw incredible defensive plays, incredible offensive plays. Um, we saw an upset, a couple upsets, I guess you could say. Um, but overall, I thought it was a pretty, it was a fun weekend of football, and i interested to see what your guys' thoughts were just from just watching the games this weekend. Absolutely. Break them I mean, down.
2: I mean, I thought I thought there were going to be more blowouts, but a lot of these games were really close, um, especially that, that chargers Jaguars game was absolutely bonkers. That, that was my favorite game of the weekend, obviously. And then seeing Brock Purdy just play well against the Seahawks and continuing his surprise rookie season and 49ers and moving on to the, to the divisional round and then, and you see the Cowboys demolish the Buccaneers so a lot of really good games and you know it's it's going to be even better for the divisional round so
1: yeah i think the Giants Vikings game was also a really good one and Bengals Ravens where i the Ravens could have won that game pretty simply if they didn't fumble and that didn't get taken back for a touchdown i mean they probably would have been up they may have been uh in the driver's seat to win that game so and the Dolphins with the defensive scores and stuff they did. They only mm-hmm. lost by three. Um, like you said, no blowouts, really. Niners, I guess. But they, um, for the most part, every team was in the game. And it was really, really exciting week of football.
0: Yeah, so we're going to get into each game here. That's just what we're going to do this week. I want to talk about all of, all six of the games from this past weekend. We're going to do some player shout-outs. And then, of course, we're going to get into the pick because, boy, oh, boy, did Jay have a week. Oh yeah! I'm just going to, I, 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 I don't <laughs> want to spoil it too much, but Jay went six for six last week. So someone's got to knock him off his perch. Um, but let's get into the game recap, starting with the first game last weekend. Obviously, it was Saturday afternoon. This was the NFC West showdown with the seventh seeded Seattle Seahawks on the road at the two seeded San Francisco 49ers. And honestly, guys, I won't lie, at halftime, it wouldn't have been crazy to say that Seattle was probably going to win that game. And then yeah. San Francisco in the second half just kind of turned on a different switch. They let Debo Samuel get loose. Brock Purdy just did his thing, um, and they ended up rolling 41-23. to uh, They'll be back at home this weekend. They'll take on Dallas, but uh, what are you guys' yeah, thoughts I mean, from that game?
2: Yeah, I mean, Seattle played well in the first half. I think they were up by a field goal in, in the first half, you know, playing really well running the football. I think Geno Gino looked pretty decent. And then, as you said, the Niners, just, they, they flipped the switch to on in the second half running the ball with Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy, being the the game manager, he is more of a game manager. He's been playing really well for them, for um, Jimmy Garoppolo's absence. And their defense, just, I mean, that the pressure, I mean, their, their D-line is, is very good. I mean, you got Nick Bosa and those guys, I mean, they're going to do some damage, and they are going to be a very tough out. So, you know, it's just what they do. The, the two-seed takes care of the seventh seed, and, yeah, just move on the divisional round to take on uh, Dallas, so.
1: Yeah, I thought this was Brock's first moment of a bit of adversity. Mm-hmm. Adversity. He struggled a bit in the first quarter, um, but I was impressed by his his comeback from it. He played pretty well, and everyone just says it's the system, all that. But, I mean, he does his thing, and he, he gets the ball where it needs to be. There were a couple throws where he stepped up in the pocket and looked pretty good. Uh, my one worry with them is I think their secondary struggled a bit in that game. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the... Cowboys game after uh, against the Niners but I think their D-line is really really good but I don't their secondary I'm a little worried about um, first Dak and CD Lamb and stuff.
0: That first throw or I wouldn't say the first throw but that throw that Geno had to DK for the touchdown that was I haven't seen Geno Smith I think ever make yeah. that was yep. That was one of the best throws I've seen all year yep. and I, you're right Jack I mean that was kind of like DK Metcalf was open the entire game. I mean every single play it seemed like D.K. Metcalf, D.K. Metcalf, D.K. Metcalf. He had over 100 yards by halftime, obviously had the touchdown. I just think, like, San Francisco is just so good, though. Like, I think um, they're the best team in the league. Like, I really do. Um, And that's despite the fact that they're playing a a rookie quarterback who's the third string uh, who was drafted with the last pick of the draft. Like, despite all of that, not only is Brock Purdy playing above his years, but he's playing very well. I mean... You look at his numbers from that game, I mean, over 300 yards, three touchdowns, that's elite stuff. I mean, that's—for a quarterback that you're not asking to do too much, he's clearly overproducing for you. And then you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey who kind of helped carry the load in the first half when it was obvious that Purdy had some nerves, and that first Mm -hmm. drive was not pretty. He was a little inaccurate, but McCaffrey helped settle things down, and then coming out of the second half, he just— he got cooking and Brock I mean, Purdy that's, lit it that's up. It's just
2: how good the Niners are. I mean, when it comes to the coaching staff, you know, Brock Purdy, when, you know, in the first half, like you said, he was a little nervous. You just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. He got Debo Samuel. He got yep. that elite offensive mm-hmm. line. They're, I think, like on paper, I mean, the best roster in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, a great defense, great O line. You got one of the best running backs in the league. It's going to be really tough to stop them. And, You know, I just look at this NFC, I think the Niners have a really good chance to to do this and go to the Super Bowl. I really do.
1: Yeah, I agree. They finally got Debo back involved. Uh, I think this was his first game with over four receptions or something in four or five weeks after his injury. Um, He had 133 yards and a touchdown. With him, McCaffrey, Ayuk, and uh, Kittle, I mean, they're very difficult to stop no matter who they're playing.
0: And, yeah, I mean... We know the Niners are good. Like this is, I'm actually really excited to see that game this weekend. Uh, I will be in Indiana probably on the way back when that game starts. So we'll see how much of the game I get to see. But um, on the Seahawks side, I guess I liked their fight, especially for the first half. I thought they were doing everything well. They were running the ball right at San Francisco. They weren't scared of them. Geno made some really tough throws, but then in the second half, you know, Geno kind of reverted back to his old self. He threw. However many picks it was, I can't remember. Was it two? Yeah, or th- like two or two three, or three. Or something, but. two or three. And every single one led to a 49er touchdown. It was just over and over. He threw two. He threw. Well, he only threw the one interception, but he had the fumble. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but every single time he turned the ball over, safe Cisco scored like in the first few plays. And so that's just stuff you can't do against a really good team like that. And Seattle's going to be fine. They have a high draft pick this year. We'll see what they do. Maybe they go quarterback. Uh, maybe they try to do something else. But uh, future's bright in Seattle. But San Francisco just is, they are like I said, they're that good. Um, now let's move on to the Saturday night game, so second game that night. And, man, this was the best game of the weekend. I, I It was insane. I won't lie. I turned this game off at, yeah. at, in the first quarter. Like, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> throws the third interception, and I'm like, I'm out of here. Um, I kept my eye on it, obviously, because I'm not, like, crazy. Um, and I turned it back on at halftime. I was doing some other things. I flipped the game on, whatever. It was 24 nothing at half. Uh, twenty-seven. It was twenty-seven. Nothing at half. Um, and I was like, you know what? My dad was texting me. And he's like, I'll give it the I'll give the Jaguars the first drive of the second half. I'll see if they can keep me in. If they score, I'll stay up. If they don't, I don't. Then they did. I was like, okay, twenty-seven, seven. Like nothing, nothing crazy. And then all of a sudden, it's just once it got to 27-21, you knew how this game was going to end, and it ended exactly that way. Obviously, we're talking about the Jaguars Chargers game. Jaguars come back from twenty-seven nothing down to win the game. 31-30. to 30. They outscored the Chargers 31-3 to 3 in the second half. Um, there's a lot of things to get into in this game. Um, we're going to try to condense it as best we can, but let's just start with the Jaguars' side. What did you see from Jacksonville this weekend that might give you some optimism for them going forward? So,
2: I mean, the first half, just, I mean, that was a disaster. disaster. <laughs> well, so, I mean, Asante Samuel Jr. had three picks in the first half, I think Lawrence had four in total in the first half, and then they just, you know, they just start playing comeback ball, and you know that that's just that's just how they did it. I mean, Lawrence played really well. They were able to establish the run. The defense made some key stops, and you know, against like a guy like like, like Justin Herbert, that's very tough to do, especially when you're down that many points. I look, I mean, that that's incredible. I think that's the third largest comeback. In NFL playoff history, is that correct?
0: Yeah, it's up there with uh, Frank Reich's comeback mm-hmm. in, again, for Buffalo and uh, the Kansas City, are Andrew Luck's comeback yeah. against the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's going to be interesting if they can keep up this momentum on the road at Arrowhead against mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. I do think the Jaguars can put up a good fight because, you know, Doug Pearson, look, I mean, I think we said last last winter, I thought Doug Pearson was one of my favorite head coaching hires. I mean, he's done, he's been there, done that. Did a really nice job with them, and Trevor Lawrence is in his, he, you know, he's he's making some strides, and they and they got weapons, so I do think they have a really good chance of of competing with the Chiefs. So,
1: I agree. They spread the ball so well last game. Etienne 109 yards rushing. Ingram, Kirk, and Zay Jones each had over 70 yards and a touchdown. So they are just so so many ways they can score points, and that's why I think they can, as long as they like, they can't come back from. 27 down, in my opinion, to the Chiefs. But if they stay in the game early, I don't see why they can't at least keep it close.
0: You know, Trevor Lawrence, this is a really interesting stat. and I, I only know this because the only time it ever happened was against the Browns, the only other time. Um, Trevor Lawrence is the second quarterback in NFL history to ever win a game in which he inlets the quarterback throws four interceptions. Like, then his team wins the game. Uh, the only other quarterback to do that was Lamar Jackson last season in the regular season when he threw four picks on Sunday night against the Browns. Ravens still won that game. So Trevor Lawrence is the first ever player to do that in the postseason. Um and it I mean, it looked rough. I mean, he was it was four interceptions, and yeah, the second one was maybe a little ticky tack with the illegal contact or not or whatever, but some of them just weren't close. I mean, he was just making poor reads, throwing it right at guys. I mean, Asante Samuel Jr. was his favorite target in that first half. Um, I think like there was a moment like in the first half where he had thrown he had completed as many passes to the other team as he did to his own team or something like that. And it they had was a muffled wild. punt, right? Yeah. They did. Yeah. It went off the yeah.
1: helmet. On top of it. Yeah, dude, I mean.
0: every like ev- everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And then the like the script just flipped. And and honestly, it's one of the most improbable comebacks I think we're ever going to see to have a team like Jacksonville in their with their youth and all that make a comeback of that magnitude against a team in the Chargers who has playoff experience sure their quarterback may not have it, but at the at the end of the day, like that was an experienced team that knew what they were doing, and they had a twenty seven to nothing lead, and the Jaguars ended up winning that game. Like I said, I don't know if you're, getting, I don't know how it gets more impressive and than the that. turnover margin. The, the Chargers five nothing, in five nothing in margin, lost. and this is I think they're the first team. I it was first or second team ever. I you might have to fact check me on that, but I think it's like first or second team ever to lose a game in which the turnover margin was plus five in your favor. That's that's unbelievable, unreal. And it's, I
2: and I really can only blame. I mean, Brandon Staley. I've been be kind of doing it all season. I mean,
3: Why is he still their head coach? Yeah, yeah welcome roll. in Manit Patel. He's back in,
0: stu-
2: he's back in studio.
3: is
1: he still uh, first, their head coach. First team in playoff history with to a plus-five margin to, to lose, lose. A game.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought it was. And like I said, Trevor Lawrence is the first playoff quarterback to ever win a game in which the, a starting quarterback threw four picks. He's the second quarterback ever. Like, that's – it's like I said, it couldn't have been more improbable. I turned the game off. I said no. Like, this is dumb. And then I kept my eye on it, I kept watching it while doing other things, and then I was like, holy cow, like, this is history that we're watching. So I guess, Monique, uh preliminary thoughts about the uh, Chargers-Jaguars
3: game. I mean, I like, the only thing I can really think of is, like, I said last week that the Chargers are probably the only team, the only people that think that um, they wouldn't be number one for Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. And they let Staley go, and they're not letting him go. Clearly, <laughs> they're not letting him. They go. don't know that they're number one for Sean Payton, because there's no reason to give him. And it
0: looks like he's going to go to a division rival now.
3: Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think the Chargers really, after fumbling the game, fumbled their coaching staff, Mm-mm. and then, um, wow, Jacksonville, Doug Peterson. Yeah. Uh, playoff experience does matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And especially when it comes to coaching, Joe Lombardi doesn't have the best track record in the playoffs as well. Um, and really, I don't understand how a lot of this doesn't fall on Staley when it was a defensive collapse at the end of the day. Like, yeah, the offense didn't move the ball. And they oh, they couldn't they get a it. stop in the second half. They didn't run it. But yeah, it also has a part to do where they literally just couldn't stop the Jaguars offense. No. And it's not like the Jaguars' offense is world like insane or anything. Mm-mm. They, I wouldn't say they have a top ten receiver, borderline top fifteen running back, maybe mm. in Etn. Like you, the Chargers have the more talented team across the board, and mm-hmm. it was an abysmal collapse on their part.
2: And to add on that, it's not even just Staley, but I mean, it was kind of you know. Joey Bosa, he slammed yeah, his helmet, yeah. slammed it again, and then and then Staley
3: just, it and <laughs> just <laughs> gave it back again. to him,
2: and then he kept him in the game. Like, I, I just don't understand, like, just the lack of discipline. Like, I, I just don't understand, like, what you just go up to him, and like, like get out of the game. Like, you're you're not helping our team. You're just hurting, and you got, you know, I think, he got an unsportsmanlike conduct. But it's just stuff that cannot happen at that time of the game. And you know, Joey Bosa just throwing a temper tantrum and you know it's comeback just continues
0: to grow so yeah yeah i mean it, at the end of the day it does fall on coaching like you don't have a collapse mm-hmm. like that without it and, and it's just good okay well i was just going to say like on the charger side i this is one that is tough to come back from i don't really know how you can stand in front of your team now i know the players at some point have to execute and they didn't um herbert made some very poor decisions made some bad throws in that second half that cost the first downs but Like, at the end of the day, I don't know how you can go to your players and tell them that, like, they matter if you're just going to keep, like, a head coach like that around. Especially what, like, and I get it, it's new, and head coaching is, it's a very hard job, and there's a learning curve that takes longer than two years. But you have Justin Herbert. Like, you don't have time to just sit around and wait for your coach to figure it out, which he may. Like, Brandon Staley seems like a really good guy, but, like, this is now three years of Justin Herbert, and for what you have nothing to show for it. You've missed the playoffs twice. Then the first time you make the playoffs, you get a 27 nothing lead at halftime, and you blow it. Like that's It's inexcusable for your organization that made the move to L.A. and did all this thing, plays in this fancy new stadium with arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and you have nothing to show for it since you've been there. Like I just don't know how you could sit in front of your team and say that.
3: Yeah, I mean, Staley, Staley has had two chances to really make a run yeah. because— Realistically, last year and this year, both teams were set up for the playoffs, if not a playoff run, and he has just squandered it both times. Um, and again, like if you don't punt on Jacksonville's 38, yeah, you are going to Kansas City.
0: Which is the weirdest thing, because Brandon Staley's the most aggressive coach in the league. Jacksonville's 38! No, but that's what I'm saying. But Brandon Staley Wait. goes... Brandon Staley what? what? Brandon Staley goes for it on his own 40, 38. You are inside their 40 <laughs> yard line. It goes completely you have an against NFL kicker. That's right. Jack's right. with me, though. What,
3: what are yeah. you doing? St- you have an NFL kicker. I don't care if it's Cameron Dicker, but, like, who cares? You're inside the 40. Again, you can totally make that field goal.
0: Staley goes for it from his own 38. I've watched him do it. He trusts his quarterback. They even asked him after the game. I don't know. He went against everything that he believes in in that moment. And it ends up costing you the game. Jack, I'll let you know. You, you, you
1: could tell. Like, it was pretty obvious when he did it. It was like, okay, if the Jaguars score here, they're winning the game. Like, uh, oh, it was, absolutely. The momentum, you yeah. could just totally tell. You were like, all right, he punts this ball, they score, game That's, over, they and,
3: win. And, like, just for momentum's sake, now that you bring that up, like, the punt makes no sense. Mm-hmm. What? It that is so much satisfaction to a defense and to a team and to the fans in the stadium who are thinking about leaving when they see their opponent punt from your 38 yard line you're like holy shit they don't want to play our defense like wow why yeah i
0: look we're gonna leave this game on because we got to move to talk about the other games but i just like i said it's when coaches go against everything like it's fine if you want to be aggressive and i get that and like there's a lot of coaches now. It's the way it's moving, especially with the analytics. But then don't go away from it. Like, like I said, Brandon Staley goes for it on his own thirty-eight on fourth and four. Like, so why all of a sudden Jacksonville's thirty-eight? Not, not only do you not go for it, you're right, I meaning You don't even kick the field goal or attempt it. You just punt it away. And when Jacksonville had all the momentum, it was it was crazy. Um, obviously, Chargers did everything wrong in the second half. They blow the lead. Jaguars are moving on to Kansas City. Uh, Let's get into one of the other games in the AFC. This was the first game on Sunday. Uh, I think this was a result that was closer than a lot of people, almost everybody probably thought. Um, Bills survive at home 34-31, took them getting a few first downs on offense, which, by the way, that wasn't a first down by um, whoever it was. Naheem Hines? Yeah, it was. High. He did not pick up that first down. Um, but nonetheless, Bill survived by three. Josh Allen did not play particularly well. Uh, turned the ball over. He's got a turnover problem. Uh, I, I mentioned that before. But I want Yeah, but I want to talk about Miami. I, I want to talk about the Dolphins, and I want to shout out Skyler Thompson because, my goodness, was he good. And, like, in the first half, if Jalen Wilde could have caught a cold, I think Miami's <laughs> in a much different situation. Um, Skyler Thompson played great That defense played good enough Miami, uh, and I say it if, two, if Tua plays in that game, Miami wins that game In Buffalo, 100% Yeah,
2: look, I mean And you mentioned Josh Allen They turn the ball over a lot yeah. And I think that's that's a problem I mean, for this this game against the Bengals coming up But, for the, I mean, for the Dolphins Yeah, I mean, you're starting a third-string quarterback I mean, you're at, you're on the road I And mean, you play really well against a team That's favored to win the Super Bowl yeah. So I, look. I mean, Scott Thompson. I mean, his receivers need to help him help him out. I mean, Jalen Wild. I think he dropped like three passes yeah. in the first half.
1: I, first, like two <laughs> series. I played him in DFS. I was, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I, he it, was wide open too.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, he he needed he needed help for his receivers, and he didn't really get it. I, I agree. I think if his receivers caught, you know, a couple of those passes, I think we could have saw him potentially overtime or maybe it. Dolphins win, probably not, but no, I mean, for the Bills' sake, I mean, look, Josh Allen's got to take care of the football. I think Mm -hmm. that's number one, and if you want to beat a Bengals team that is the hottest team in the league right now, you got to take care of the football, and it's a problem, and it's going to be interesting to see this weekend how that goes. So it's going to be really interesting. Uh, So, yeah.
1: But was that as bad as the Bills can play, though? Like, they survived playing possibly their worst game of the season, right?
0: I Look, it, it's tough for me to judge that. I've seen them play worse. Um, obviously, you know, they, they've had their ups and downs this season. The Bills are not a perfect team. Um, but I will say, I think they might have came into this game underestimating Miami a little bit. They knew it was Buffalo. They were at home. They were playing Skylar Thompson. Miami was not hot at all. Um, Obviously, you have all the DeMar Hamlin stuff going on. So you had all like the motivation in the world. And I just think they kind of. And look, I mean, they come out of the gates, two drives, 14 nothing, just like that. And you're like, this game's over. I mean, it looked 17 nothing. And then all of a sudden, Miami ends up tying it before halftime, which was just unbelievable. So, um, but like, I mean, Josh Allen like, there's turnover issues there. Like, that fumble that he had in the second half that gave Miami the lead, that's inexcusable. Like, you gotta hold on to the football in that situation. And it's not just that sometimes Josh Allen throws a pick. Like, Josh Allen's a gunslinger, and he trusts his arm so much he believes he can make every throw, but it's the choices he sometimes makes with the ball in key situations, especially in the red zone, that stand out to me. He throws... Like, he throws interceptions at the weirdest times and at the absolute wrong moment. It's not like it's just it's just so out of rhythm, and it, it's so unlike him, and I just think he trusts his arms so much, and then he just doesn't realize sometimes you just have to take the check down. That's something that a lot of quarterbacks have learned. Joe Burrow's learned that. Patrick Mahomes has learned that. Um, Josh Allen, I think, has to begin to learn that. Just take the check down, take the underneath, and just kill him with the soft five-yard cuts.
3: I think Buffalo peaked too early. And I think that's been their problem the past three years now, including this season. They always play their best football in the regular season consistently. They have been. They've had multiple five-game winning streaks, six-game winning streaks, and at the end of the day, they just fall apart in the playoffs. They did it last Sunday against a team that, like you said, had everybody thought had no shot nobody thought that without a quarterback they were going to go in and sling with Josh Allen and they did and it it's really highlighting that Buffalo is they're a really good regular season team but I don't think they're ready for the playoffs like against a team like Cincy who yeah. will expose them this weekend or a team like Kansas City they don't show up and yeah, they show up in those regular season games against those teams, but it it's just a different Buffalo Bills team. Like, the one we saw that beat the Rams opening day yeah. 41-7. to And we stomped saw that the Titans the next and, and, week. And then, then yeah. they went and stomped Tennessee the, the next week. Like, that's a very different team from the Buffalo team we're seeing now. And yeah, they were fully healthy and everything then, but still I don't I, do, I think they've been playing their best football way too early and it's happening again this year
0: I, I think it's safe to say that the Demar Hamlin stuff has impacted this team I mean we're still seeing the lingering effects of how it's impacted them I mean and and rightfully so I'm not trying to say that they're they should be in the wrong for that but I think at some point like they just it, it looks like a team that's still distracted and obviously it's it's been really nice to see that demar has been basically in the building every day now um hanging out with his teammates. He, he probably will get to a game pretty soon as long as they keep winning. Um, but it, at the end of the day, it's just that was a traumatic experience for all of them. And I just think they're still a little reeling from that, and they just don't seem to be focused at times. Like, we saw it against New England in the last week of the season, and you saw it against Miami again. Like, they're so talented. Like, they're probably the most talented team in the field. But, I mean, now the road to the Super Bowl goes through... You're gonna to have to beat a Cincinnati team. You do get that game at home. Cincinnati hasn't lost since Halloween. Then you're gonna to have to go play Kansas City in Patrick Mahomes, who's your arch nemesis. Now you don't have to go to Arrowhead. You get to go play them down in Atlanta. But still, you got to beat Kansas City, um, and that's something they have not been able to do in the postseason. So I think it, it's gonna be a ride for the Bills. Uh, you know, I think everybody is still mostly pulling for them, but. It's, I, I'm so excited for that game this week. And obviously, we're going to get into the divisional games here in, in a little bit. But that game's them in Cincinnati. That's, that's one of the best games I think we've seen in the playoffs in a long time. So now let's move on to the afternoon game on Sunday. Um, and what was the biggest upset of the week? And I called it, Jay called it, America called it for a lot of the, a lot of ways. Um, the Giants won, they beat the Vikings 31 to 24. Um, I I saw this coming clear as day the moment the matchup came out and I was telling Jay that this over the week or during the, the this week, um, the Giants were going to win the game and they did. They played so well. Um, they looked incredible. Like honestly, just from top to bottom, they played a phenomenal football game. And Minnesota didn't play all that poorly, especially on offense. I just the Giants flat out beat them, and I was. I was so happy to see it. Cause like I said, I, I do kind of have a soft spot for the Giants. I like the Giants. They're an easy team to root for. Um, And I had been calling, obviously, all year since that Minnesota was fraudulent, and they proved me right. But, like, at the end of the day, no, and actually, and it actually resulted in Minnesota also firing their defensive coordinator yesterday, uh, Ed Donatel. But,
3: um, but, the, but
0: the Giants get the win. Take it as you guys want.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, look, the Vikings' defense – I mean, there's a reason he had to fire Ed Donatell because yeah. the Vikings defense let them down basically all game long, not getting any all season any, long, all season long, not getting any stops, and that's kind of the reason why they were in all these close games and why we've said all season that they are, they were a pretty fraudulent NFC North winner. I mean, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of those Vikings wins were very close games that came down to game-winning field goals, and people said, "Oh, I mean, they play well in close games," but. You know, I mean, when it comes to playoff time, it's it's going to come back to bite him, and I think it really did because you know Daniel Jones. And by the way, uh, I saw a stat today that Brian, Brian Dable he took over in Buffalo. Josh Allen.
3: I know exactly Josh Allen big, what you're talking about. Josh Allen had
2: a big turnover problem in 2018, which is his rookie year, mm-hmm. and he may have been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And Daniel Jones also had a turnover problem. Yeah. Brian Dable arrives in New York, and he's the franchise guy. A, yeah, he, he is. is and he only threw five <laughs> interceptions this year. And he yeah. he was known as this turnover pro quarterback. No, Daniel Jones played really well. Saquon, great game too. And their right. defense played really well. Their D de- that D line is very, very good with Dexter Lawrence and those guys. They're they're a very dangerous team, I think. And very well coached and they're gonna get Philly problems. They, they will, they are. for sure. Um and I think you know, look, I mean, uh, I'm I'm very excited for this NFC showdown. I I do think they can give him a game, so it'll be exciting.
1: Minnesota's ranked 30th in points against this season. Um I th- just their defense was really bad. Um as a Bears fan, I watched them a lot and they were really bad. It's like their offense was so exciting. They were always fun to watch because they'd be high-scoring games, yeah. but when Jefferson's held the 50 yards um I, and they didn't run the ball real well. I just Kirk didn't play that bad by the way. 31 of 39, two touchdowns, no picks. Can we talk that, about that the last throw. the
0: double reverse? On
2: third and two correct. to that Kirk was, Cousins. I mean, talk yep. about
1: overthinking.
2: Like yep. Kevin, my roommate was <laughs> literally—he went to his room and just. He, <laughs> oh, I think he threw a temper tantrum because just run the ball to a QB sneak because like oh you, it, have, Dalvin
0: you have Dalvin Cook you have Dalvin
2: Cook you do a reverse from Justin Jefferson to put, Kirk Cousins put, on third and one put
0: Jefferson in the backfield, hand it off to that guy. It it, it, it again talk to, about overthinking. I to me, it's like, I not, I not even like that. look fine. Call the reverse. Call the reverse pass for all I care. Like, I get it. Second and ten. Why are you throwing it to Kirk Cousins? Like, why? (laughs) Still, you don't call
1: that on a third and two.
0: No, I agree. But, like, that's just – again, why are you throwing it to Kirk Cousins? Like, fine, if you're throwing it back to a quarterback that you know – like, if if you're throwing it back to, like, Lamar or Kyler Murray, like, okay, maybe. Because, you know, if you get that guy out in space, Kirk Cousins, it takes him – a car can go two yards faster. Like, you could get a car going from 0 to 60 faster than Kirk Cousins could get you two yards on and the ground.
1: I think they got lucky that he didn't get blown up, honestly, too. They, <laughs> they like, the Giants read the play pretty well. Yeah. I thought he was going to catch it and just get run over. I I thought they were lucky that it ended up, how. I mean, I thought he was just going to get crunched when he caught it.
0: Yeah, and so, overall, like, Minnesota deserved to lose that game, but I'm not going to sit back here and... Say that the the Vikings lost. Like the Giants won this game, flat, plain and simple. They played outstanding, and they absolutely deserve to to be in this next and round. I'm not gonna.
2: I'm not blaming Kirk Cousins for this loss on anyway. But oh no, oh we we gotta talk about that fourth and eight. That last to TJ Hawkinson. yeah. Yep. Fourth and eight, you just dump it down to him for a nice What's four yard gain. F- did he not know it? I'm curious.
1: What? Did
3: Yeah.
2: He... I, I just don't. I just what? don't. I did what? not understand that whatsoever. The but d- you know, there's
3: no thought process Kirk whatsoever. And Kirk, I guess. Yeah, yep. that's 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 the 4 p.m. or 4.30 p.m. Kirk Cousins. No, that's prime time, Kirk. Sorry, 5 p.m. It was nighttime. By night time, <laughs> nighttime Kirk
0: Cousins. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, so Giants move on to Philly. They're going to be the night game this week on Saturday, uh, probably the day you guys will be listening to this. Let's move on. we got two games to go, They're, the Sunday night and the Monday night game. We'll start with Sunday night which was another game very similar to that Bills-Dolphins game, a lot closer than I think anyone expected. Lower scoring than I think a lot of people thought, especially on the Bengals' side. Uh, who would have thought a defensive score was going to be the thing that won this game? Um, another Same thing I'm going to do with Miami. Shout out Baltimore and Tyler Huntley. Um, that kid played really hard. Um, he had Baltimore right there to win it, and he made a mistake at the goal line. I don't know why. Why, why, why do quarterbacks continue to try to leap the pile on a quarterback sneak? That, what happened to him, happens every single time. Just sneak it. Don't try to jump the pile. And sure enough, Sam Hubbard takes it 98 yards the other way, and the Bengals end up that ends up being the winning score. Um, but great game. Uh, it w- shout out the Ravens, like I said, for keeping it close. But yeah. Bengals I mean, move on.
2: No, yeah, Lynn... And we, and, we, and we saw that, I mean, with the with Tyler they're trying to leap over the pile. I mean, that's, like, defenders see that every time they're just going to punch at the ball. And then J.K. Dobbins after the game, he was not too no, pleased about that. He's yeah. like, well, why didn't you give me the ball in that situation? I really don't blame him. Like, I mean, J.K. Dobbins was having a really solid game for them. And, you know, they just, I don't, I, don't, I did not understand that. But, no, I mean, a great, all, a really great all-around effort by a very well-coached team because, John Harbaugh, you're gonna get that from them ten times out yeah. of ten. You're playing your division rival. Both teams don't like each other. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, just the Bengals, I mean, I mean, they're, they're they're still they haven't lost since Halloween against your Browns. Is is that correct? Yeah, no, that's legitimately correct. I mean, they're the hottest team in the league right now. That's why, you know, it's it's, it's their time of year. So I mean, we'll save that for the picks later. But I mean, they're they're playing great football right now. So
1: it was also a third at the one third down at the one yeah that's another thing i if it's fourth down like you're doing everything you can to get it's more acceptable but i just didn't it didn't make sense and also just wanted to add they had a shot at the end pro on that last pass oh my gosh he had a chance at it dude
0: i so i was behind my dad watching it and he sends me a text like right as the play was snapped of like i thought he was going to catch that and i was like oh something wild happens on this play i mean it goes right through his hands. He
1: had a legit chance. If they <laughs> that would have been that, insane. Do you go for two? I oh think yeah. Two. yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I dude, John Harbaugh is the like he was the founder of going for two. Would have been
1: insane. at late
0: in a game. Now would he have done it with Tyler Huntley? I don't know. With Lamar, 100, percent he goes for two. Mark Andrews
1: um, in the backfield. Seriously,
0: Mark Andrews had a nice night. He did. Um, but I mean, like overall, like yeah, the Ravens played well. Cincinnati was fine. Like. Their offense looked apart. The, the Ravens have a really good defense. Like you can't sit back and say like, "Oh, the Cincinnati should have scored more." Um, but you know, Joe Burrow did his thing. Um,
1: a lot of O line injuries, by the way, for the Bengals.
0: Yeah, they still have, they have so many O line. It's not just the injuries; it's just the O line. It's just it's better, but it's not fixed. And yeah. if you face a team that's going to be able to get a pass rush on you, like I mean, if they have to go play Jacksonville. <laughs> Watch out. Like Jacksonville can get home. Um team I mean, Buffalo can too, but Jacksonville's one of those teams I think would they can match up with Cincinnati, like for sure. And I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow, 23 of 32, 209 yards, one touchdown, no picks, took four sacks, quarterback rating of 99 6. Uh the one issue and Jamar Chase, nine receptions, 84 yards and touchdown. Like that that's Jamar. But the one issue I have with Cincinnati's offense that is a little bit concerning. They don't even try to run the ball. Yep. They don't yeah, even try. And not real against. I, I was on my fantasy team all year, and he didn't do anything for me. Um, they have to run the ball, like <laughs> against teams like Buffalo and Kansas City. And I know they, 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 Joe Burrow's never lost to the Chiefs, but like, you gotta run the ball, man. Like you gotta at least try it. You gotta show it. Jo- Joe Mixon eleven carries. Joe Burrow ran it five times. Like. <laughs> Why is Joe Burrow getting half the carries as Joe Mixon? Yeah, I know we're, a, I know we're in a pass happy league, but at some point in
2: the, to win the NFL playoffs, you got to be able to establish some type of run game. And you know, Joe Mixon's been kind of on a milk carton all season. I just, I don't. Yeah, it's gonna be. Look, I mean, I'm a huge believer in this team, but if you can't run the ball, it's gonna be really tough. You know, to to get where you want to go. I feel like. But if I mean if. Joe Burr on the weapons, I mean, maybe can overcome it, but not having a run game is can be a problem, I think.
0: And, you know, like I said, it's not that they don't have a run game. I think they can run the ball, and I get it, They have offensive line issues, but they don't even try to do it. Mm-hmm. Like You have to try. You have to show it. Manit, do you have any thoughts from this game?
3: I didn't really watch much of it. Yeah. Um. That's fair. But I do think that... In order for Jim Harbaugh to be, or sorry, John Harbaugh to be successful in the playoffs, Jim needs to be in the NFL. (laughs) That's his motivation. I mean, (laughs) to
1: get
0: back to the Harbaugh sense.
1: Yes. Well, he had a chance. Exactly. He bailed on it.
0: Yeah. I mean,. We'll we'll see how it goes. Again, good season for the Ravens. They're gonna they're gonna go back disappointed. Obviously, got to work things out with Lamar. Be,
3: yeah. That's I uh-huh. think that's the most interesting thing. Look, is the day what after happens. the
0: game, Lamar puts out like this super cryptic, cryptic Instagram thing of like you know knowing what's good when you have it. And then he posts something about him in a Ravens jersey. There's John no Harbaugh way. says two hundred percent chance Lamar's back, which means it seems like they're try- They're literally talking right now, trying to get this done. Um, but nonetheless, that's. Lamar missed the entire second half of the season once again, and the Ravens have a similar result. Um, finally, one last game to get to, the Monday night game to end Super Wild Card Weekend, as they like to call it. Um, I'm going to start by saying this has been an L so far because both games, the, the two years that they put a Wild Card game on Monday oh, night, both games have sucked. Um, this one, none other. Like this this one was horrible. Um, Cowboys 31-14, the only reason that I think a lot of people were still watching this into the second half was to see if Brett Maher could make an extra
1: point.
3: Poor the guy. answer is no. Shout out, Brett Maher. Poor like, look, dude,
0: the yips are so real, and I feel so bad for him because, like, they're they're real. And, like, when they happen and you, like, forget how to do just the fundamentals, like, I'm glad that he made one, and I'm glad he saw one go through. And it sounds like the team, they're all very supportive. CeeDee Lamb put out a message for him. Like, that's their guy. It, 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 you have nights like that sometimes.
2: You saw on the Manning Cast Dan Campbell, like he was on. <laughs> he was going like, like, uh, like he was trying to hold back a yeah. laugh. He was about to laugh so hard after yeah. the fourth missed extra point. It,
0: it, it was, it was like everybody felt bad, and it wasn't that, but like we were laughing because like it's funny. It was like to miss four extra points because it, it was funny in the sense of the game really was never in doubt. Like even though we missed four extra points, there was really never anyone saying, oh. Tam, like, Tom's going to come this back and matters. win this game. Yeah, so, like, after he misses the fourth one, it's 24 nothing. but, like, everyone's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, it was just – Mike McCarthy on the sideline was just hilarious. Cause, and when he made it, he's, like, running up, he's clapping, he's, like, punch fist, like, yeah, come on, Brett. Um, he did
2: his best Cody Parkey impression, if you, <laughs> right. if you remember him right. missing
0: four extra points against off, the line, Off the post, right? He hit the yeah. post four times. Um, but let's get into the game besides the kicker. Um I don't know what more to take away from this game. Dallas is a talented team. We know that. But um, Tampa Bay, my goodness. I mean, that uh, was miserable. That was putrid. They're,
3: they're bad at football.
2: <laughs> no, I think, look, I mean, Todd Bowles, I mean, they just fired Byron Leftwich. which I don't yeah. really think that does anything, to That's be what, honest that is, with you.
3: That's a scapegoat move.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I think, like, I've said this. I think I said this from, you know, when they started to struggle early in the year. They missed Bruce Arians. There's no doubt about I mean, is there – is it like, am I crazy oh, yeah. for saying? I mean,
0: it's, it, it, no, you're not. Tom
2: Bowles, well, nine day at Bruce Arians is just, a, I think, a way better coach. And Tom Brady's, I mean, who knows where he's going to play next season. I mean, if he's going to play didn't next any, season. He get any protection. I mean, Michael Parsons. Donovan Smith, by the way. I think, I think Donovan Smith got called for like three holding calls in like the first quarter. And
0: they were probably all ones that he had to do. It was either you hold or Tom
3: yeah. Brady's.
2: Dead. So, Dead. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, their offensive line was banged up, and Brady yeah. just, just, didn't look very, very good. And you know, I mean, the Cowboys' defense is for real. Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. he's your who got hurt in that game too. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even have him for most of the game. So I mean, th- that defense is really good, even without Parsons. I just think, yeah, I mean,
0: who, who knows where Brady's going to end up? But it's just, I, don't I, know. I said this, and I, I put this out on Twitter too. Tom Brady has always said. I will stop playing when I suck. Those were basically his words. Well, I think he's Tom, I hate to be the bearer of bad now. news, but it may be time to consider hanging it up. He like, looked a bit uninterested, I thought, yeah, towards the end. Like his head was already in Thailand with Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Giselle> is man.
0: <laughs> Nonetheless, um, it was just bad. Um, and credit does have to go to Dallas. Dak Prescott played incredible. Like that was the best game he's played all year. Um he was he was doing his thing back there. He was getting out of the pocket. Play would break down. Throw the touchdown out to the, the to the that one. It was his fourth touchdown right to the tight end. They're just slung it out wide. Yeah. that was insane. That he was had the cross one of the best body, cross body yeah. cross field. that was like, dude. He was in his bag. But it was Monday a night.
1: bit of a. What are you doing? And then you're like, oh, good. Yeah.
0: But so again, yeah, not much more. I I really think we can take away from this game. I think Dallas absolutely has a shot in San Francisco. Um, this Dallas team is good. And like I said it last week on the show, if Dallas plays to their potential like they can beat anybody they're so talented and I said they would win this game because I just thought talent was going to win out and it did you're going against the San Francisco team that beat you in the playoffs last year you're playing them in San Francisco where they pretty much never lose Um, it should be a great game but like if Dallas plays on point obviously hopefully Micah Parsons is healthy they can beat anybody they're as talented as any team in the league but I and I think they showed that in Tampa Bay you know, you won the worst division in football. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but like that was that was bad. I mean, they didn't even look like they wanted to be there. They were checked out the moment they took the field. And right. that's just what happens.
1: Tom Brady threw the ball 66 times by the way. That's pretty insane. Yeah. They're they're another team that doesn't even try to run the ball. They sat five in the last game of yeah. the season and he only rushed 5 times. Yeah. What do you why sit him if you're not going to run him? Also, glad Russell Gage is doing better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he has full feeling and everything, which is good. Yeah. Shout out to
0: Um, So that's going to do it for our game recaps portion here of the Pylon. Recapped every single game of Wild Card Weekend. Uh, really quickly, in about five minutes or less, I just want to go around. I want every single person, just give me a, a performance from this past weekend that you want to shout out that maybe we didn't touch on. Or maybe we did and you just want to give some extra love to it, but... uh Wild card shout-outs. Uh,
2: Brock Purdy for me. I mean, to go in a playoff game yeah. and look the way he did, played really well. I think he said th- over 300 yards, three touchdowns for a guy that was Mister Irrelevant, the last yeah. pick of the draft. I mean, there's no there's no other guy I would really pick. I mean, he's yeah. he was my MVP this weekend. So
1: for me, it's Evan Ingram, who's wow. who's really really st- uh, picked it up in like the last four or five weeks and. Um, I believe fantasy-wise is his top three tight end, second half of the season, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I, he's probably the number one target kind of out of nowhere this year for the Jaguars. So mm-hmm. I, he played a great game. Beneath. Let's
2: go Brock Purdy.
3: <laughs> Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, thought, That's a good I, one.
1: Brett, I was going to go with Daniel Jones. Brett uh, Maher was coming out of your Daniel mouth right Jones. there. Brett Maher.
3: <laughs> Have a day.
0: Yeah, dude, Danny Dimes, twenty four of thirty five, three hundred one yards, two touchdowns, no picks, seventeen carries for seventy eight yards. The thing that stands out about that game, dude, back Danny Daniel Danny Jones. Dimes would just he would take off at, on huge third downs, first downs. This was the definition of literally taking what the defense would get you. And Minnesota would they were getting gashed in the pass game. They were dropping everybody back in coverage, and Daniel Jones just would roll out to the right and then just take off for six seven yards. And it's those sl- it's those tiny cuts that kill you. And Danny Dimes was I mean, he was sensational. Daniel Jones. i oh, I'm, I'm he was, you, he he's, he's a franchise guy now. He is
2: because Dable just makes these quarterbacks into oh, very very solid ones when we thought they weren't going to be very good. So he,
3: he Daniel Jones is a legit top five quarterback with his legs. Uh, top five? No, not like like actual top five.
1: <laughs> like, I thought that's what like he meant top it for, top quarterback oh, uses his legs. Legs. Oh, Okay, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. yes, I agree I with He ran for that. eighty yards. Yeah, I agree with
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, I just that was that was wild for a second that I, just, <laughs> I was
3: like, whoa. Absolutely not. Virginia Jones is never gonna snip a touch. I mean, we t- we t-touch. just
0: touched on it, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda double down on it. Dak Prescott combined with Dalton Schultz, the Dak tight end preschool. for um the Cowboys. Uh Dak obviously twenty five of thirty three, three hundred five yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, only took one sack, quarterback rating of hundred and forty three. Um outstanding. Like Dak, pat yourself on the back, and then his tight end Dalton Schultz, seven catches, ninety-five yards, two touchdowns on just eight targets. Um, the Cowboys use the tight end a lot. Dalton Schultz is arguably his favorite weapon. Uh, those two were just in sync, and uh, that was again that was Dak's best game all year. And we'll see if the Cowboys will can do it again this week as we segue into the divisional week. Pick 'em. And here are the current standings. As I touched on at the top of the show, Jay had an absolute incredible week. Jay went six for six. He got every single one right. Wow. I was I was close behind. Big man. I got one wrong and it was the Chargers. So I can live with that. I picked every I picked the Giants. I had everything right. I just the Chargers let me down. It, either me or Jay were going to be six and zero. Oh. It just happens to be him. You dominate the every week, no, just, uh, We'll do it So <laughs> obviously, what we're doing this year is obviously all of our guests that we're going to cycle through here. You guys are playing as a team. Uh, last week, Andrew Buckman came on and Jack. He got you a big eight points.
1: I'll take it. It's good. Uh,
0: so you are you got a little catching up to do. But again, as the scoring works here in the playoffs, the points double every week. So this week's games are going to be worth four points, y'all. So you're only one game behind Jay, really. And, Maneet, you finished in last this week yeah. with six. You got three <laughs> of them wrong. You were three and three. So, All right, let's get into it. Starting with Saturday, the first game, uh, Jacksonville on the road at Kansas City. I, I'm actually really excited to see this one again. I'll probably – I actually don't know where I'll be watching this game. But hopefully I can watch it. I think it's going to be a good game. Who do you all have, Jags or Chiefs? I got the
2: Chiefs in a pretty close game. I think the Jaguars – Continue their momentum from last week's comeback, but I just don't think it'll be enough. I mean, you're at Arrowhead. I mean, the Chiefs got that bye. I think that really helps. I mean, coming off a bye isn't like Andy Reid. Like, I know it's not a regular season bye, but I think Andy Reid's like ridiculous off of a bye. So, I don't
0: think he's lost as the head coach of, a chief, of the Chiefs off a bye. So, not with Mahomes at yeah, least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I got Kansas City in this game. I just think talent wins all and yeah actually I, yeah i will actually pick next because I, I put these in order because of in terms of standing so that way the people behind can you know change yeah. their picks based on how we do it um i'm going with the chiefs as well in this game um jaguars are a neat story like they're so it, it's a cool story i think doug peterson's going to win coach of the year um i just think the chiefs are a little bit too much you have to, you Jay, you talked about it, the Chiefs, how good they are coming off of a bye. you got to go into Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes, yeah. which is something only Joe Burrow has been able to do in the postseason. So I think, you know, there's going to come a time – well, Tom Brady, I guess, did it once too. But there's going to come a time when it's going to happen a little bit more consistently, but right now there's no one on his level. There isn't. He's far and away the best quarterback in this league, and uh, I think the Chiefs get it done off the bye against the Jags. Jack, this is this is interesting to me.
1: I'm going Jags. I think if, if the Jags can – um, do pretty well against Kelsey. No Tyree kill. I think yeah. they can they can hang in there offensively. It's all going to be about if you can stop Mahomes, which maybe they can't. But I think if they can, they can hang with them offensively. Um, I'm going to take especially down four points. I'm going to take a chance at the Jags.
0: Nate?
3: It's Kansas City. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: There's the analysis that you come to see right here on the I mean
3: I mean, like, really, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, you have... Arguably the most talented quarterback of all time versus the most one of the most if not the most touted quarterback of all time Mm -hmm. Like Trevor Lawrence is all the hype Patrick Mahomes is what you get with the hype Yeah But um You know Trevor Lawrence seems to step up in these big games and I think He he is licking his chops at this Because it's just an amazing matchup Um I do think it'll be interesting to see how much the crowd plays a factor, because Lawrence did make a couple of comments about that, saying that the Arrowhead stadium crowd is like any other crowd and It's definitely not. Um,
0: Trevor Lawrence played at a, at a university where his home stadium was that crowd. Yeah. So he never so, had to deal with it. So,
3: yeah. But it'll be interesting playing against it. Um, Trevor Lawrence
0: has also never lost on a Saturday in his entire life.
3: This is also true. They're
0: playing on That's Saturday. True. He's never lost on Saturday. In his entire that's insane. Going back to high school too. Never lost on Saturday.
3: Keep yeah. it going. So <laughs> um I don't know. I think I think it'll be a close one, but I think Kansas City is just too yeah. much.
0: Yeah. Like they All always right. are. Three for Kansas City. Uh, Jack is taking the Jags. Uh, Giants and Eagles. This is gonna be Saturday night. Uh, divisional rivalry, they played just two weeks ago. They've played like three times now in the last like five, six weeks. Um, But the Eagles obviously coming off the bye another week for Jalen Hurts to rest. They are the one seed. The Giants are the Cinderella of the NFC. Jay, you're first. You know what? I'm
2: going to go with the Giants. I I love it. I think even though Jalen Hurts got that extra extra week to get healthy, I still don't think he's right. I I think I mean even though he's gonna play, I don't think he's gonna be a. I don't think he's a hundred percent. I something he's got something going on in that shoulder. I think that kind of plays a factor. And the Giants are hot. The Giants are a hot team right now, and I like to roll with the hot team in the playoffs. So I'm going with the Giants. I, I think they can be able to do this. It's in the NFC Championship game. We've kind of seen it before with this these giant teams that are six seed. They've you know they've kind of had that
0: magic. Yeah. I do think the Giants can do it. So. I am going to go the other way here. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, I They're the one seed for a reason. And I think Jalen Hurts, I think right now it's a pick on whether or not he's going to win MVP. That's, it's going to be him or Mahomes. Um, but I think I they're just they're so good. And I think with the weapons he's got outside, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, um, Quez Watkins, just – Miles Sanders has had a really good year, I, and that defense is nasty. I mean, they are—they're flying all over the field. They're co- both their coordinators are getting looks for head coaching gigs, as they rightfully should. And I just—they're going to be too much. They've already beaten the Giants twice this year. It's very hard to beat a team three times. I know that, but at home in Philly, they're going to get it done. Fly Eagles, fly, Jack.
1: I like the Giants if if they can get Saquon going, which I think they can, with Daniel Jones' ability. Um, again I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Giants, take the underdog there. I think at the very least it's a close game. Um but I don't think the bye necessarily is great for the Eagles. I think it could be a situation where they maybe start a little slow. Mm-hmm. All right.
3: Me? Um I'm just trying to see if Jordan Davis is playing. I don't think he is. I don't
1: think
0: he
3: is. He's still on IR, right? Yeah.
1: Maddox is out, I know.
3: <laughs> um Philly is In my opinion, the most complete team in football. Like, quarterback aside, that like depth chart across both offense and defense is ridiculous. Like, the amount of talent they have, the amount of just depth they have. Um, And I think that will keep them going here. Um, Regardless of how 100% Hertz is, I think even a 60% Hertz is a win because they took Dallas to the wire. With Gardner Minshew, and he's not really that great. Mm -hmm. He looked good, but that's because of the weapons around him and all of that. I don't think it was really much of Gardner doing what Jalen can do. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I think bringing Jalen back that extra time, that extra week, with the bye and everything, it'll be really beneficial for the Eagles. And I don't know if they'll roll, but they'll look really good in a win.
0: So, Mini and I have the Eagles. Jack and Jay are taking the Giants. Now we move on to Sunday, and this is the game. The, these are the two games that really stand out when you look at this week. Um, Going to have to be a little bit more quicker on these ones, as we are in a bit of a time crunch. But Bengals at Bills could the be Bengals. the game of the year.
2: I got the Bengals. Um, you know, they're, the, they're the hottest team right now. I mean, haven't, haven't, haven't lost since Halloween, if I could speak. And, you know, Burrow, I think, and like I said, I think Josh Allen – His turnovers are going to be an issue, so I like the Bengals in a very close game here on the road. I just think they're the hottest
0: team in football right now. I'll ride with them, so. I'm, once again, going to go the other way. Um, I've been thinking, I've been back and forth on this all week, Um, but I'm going to go with Buffalo at home. I think the Bengals, like, yes, they're the hottest team right now, but... They haven't had to play a team like like Buffalo in a while, and I know that obviously what happened a couple weeks ago when Cincinnati was on their way to potentially winning that game, you know, stands true. But this game's gonna be in Buffalo, and I think Cincinnati's inability to run the ball is gonna hurt them in this game. I just don't think they're gonna set the tone. I think Buffalo's gonna get up early, and I think they're gonna hang on late. Josh Allen might figure some things out. Um, I. I it's a close game. It's going to come down to the wire. Maybe who has the ball last, but give me the Bills at home to set up that uh, neutral site AFC title game.
1: I also like the Bills. I think Josh Allen ball's out, um, and I think the line is begging you to bet the Bengals, and I think the, yeah. the country's on the Bengals. Um, mm-hmm. For that reason, I'm yeah. going Bills.
0: Manita, I, I already know who you're taking because you kind of spoiled it earlier. Yeah, but,
1: um,
3: uh, um I I mean, I, I really am... Going with them for the same reasons, Jay is They're, They are on fire. And the only thing that can put this kind of fire out is Kansas City. Really. Who
0: they don't lose to.
3: Yeah. So that will be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because it will be a trip back to Arrowhead. Arrowhead.
0: For the fifth straight year, I might add, that Kansas City would be hosting the title yeah, game. That's, that's ridiculous. It's insane.
3: But I think the one factor, and I hate to sidetrack here off of this game, but I think the one factor Kansas City has going for them, that they did not in years past their defense, mm-hmm. it's been really good this year. Yeah, borderline elite Spags has got them yeah. going. It's it's impressive mm-hmm. because can that that defense has always been a problem. They've always been able to let teams score with them. Um, back to Cincy Buffalo. I think but Josh Allen just can make too many mistakes. It's it's a game that really is going to come down to quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Burrow has the better weapons, but. Yeah. Buffalo's got the second no. the match mm-hmm. so it'll be back and forth but uh, since he is just too good
0: Jack and I on the bills Minnie and Jay taking the Bengals let's wrap it up with the final game of the weekend Sunday afternoon the Cowboys on the road at San Francisco against the 49ers
2: Forty 49ers um, you know top to bottom of the best rosters in the league Cowboys I mean they're they're also very talented but I like the 49ers at home. I think Purdy just continues to roll. I think, you know, if you give the
0: ball to McCaffrey,
2: rely on the defense. I got the Niners at home.
0: I'm going with the Niners as well. Um, this is easy for me. Like, I, the Niners, I believe, are winning the Super Bowl. And I, I'm saying that flat out. I think they are. Um, this is the best team in football. Um, they're well coached offensively and defensively. D'Amico Ryans is going to be a head coach probably next year. Um, the defense is the number 1 defense in the, in the league. Their offense is doing enough. Brock Purdy, like I said, he's just doing his thing. Um uh, Niners win this game. Uh, Cowboys I think do keep it close for a little while, but I think San Francisco pulls away late.
1: Yeah, I'm going Niners. I think I'm not afraid of uh Parsons that much. I think they just dump the ball off to McCaffrey yeah. a lot if the pass rush gets there and game so I'm going Niners.
3: This is tough. This is really tough because the Cowboys showed something last week that I yeah. honestly thought they didn't have. and um you know, as much as we dog Mike McCarthy <laughs> because he is a mediocre coach at times. yeah he's also won a Super Bowl
0: mm-hmm. and he's been on the brink of multiple too.
3: yeah. and this offense probably had better weapons than any of those teams ever did in Green Bay, really. Um, and this defense has a superstar to match Clay Matthews. Like it's it's really interesting. Um but the 49ers are just again, like similar to an Eagles level of just talent across the board. And they really have everything going right for them. I don't know how they managed to make Brock Purdy work, but they have. Yeah. And that's extremely impressive. Um, dang, I still don't. I don't like. I really have no idea. I need you to make a pick. Um, I'm probably gonna go with San Francisco. Go chalk, but yeah, I I really wouldn't be yeah. surprised if Dallas walked Look, away with this game. Wouldn't because uh, at the end of the day, each of these games is gonna come down yeah. to quarterback play. Yeah. And that's going to be the same thing for this one If Dak just simply outplays Brock Purdy Because yeah. he's the better, more talented quarterback Then Dallas is going to win the game
0: Wouldn't it be something to see Dallas, Philly, or Dallas, New York For the NFC title? That's what you live That'd for right there That'd be amazing But nonetheless, that's going to do it. We're all on the 49ers to end it up. That's going to do it for us on the Pylon this week. I hope everybody has a great divisional weekend. I hope you guys all enjoy watching football. If you want to go back and listen to our stuff from Wild Card Weekend or anywhere earlier in the season, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Just search for The Pylon and Impact 89FM. For your host, Michael Marquez, my two co-hosts, Jada Costa, Amit Patel, our special guest today, Jack Latterman. We will see you all next week for Championship Weekend right here on the Pylon. Have a good day.